This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Happy Thursday, my friends. Don't miss me this coming Sunday on the Dave Rubin Show. You can go to all his channels. He's everywhere. He's on Rumble. He's on Apple Podcasts. I do a sit down with him and it was really fun. I think you're going to really like it. Also on my channels, specifically on Apple Podcasts, this weekend, we have special bonus content just for you. You're not going to want to miss this. So if you're not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. What we're going to talk about today, we have a couple things we're going to talk about today, but we're going to start out by discussing an update in the Andrew Tate. The word that people are using online is beef, the Andrew Tate beef. I don't, this seems like a Gen Z word to me. I don't know. They say, I'm beefing with Andrew Tate. My intention is not to beef with Andrew Tate. My intention is to beef with the ideas that Andrew Tate is propagating onto young men. You know what I think of Andrew Tate? I think he's a very dangerous man. I think he's especially dangerous because he's diagnosed the cultural ill correctly. He has accurately identified the fact that our culture attacks men and masculinity, demonizes men. But what he offers as a solution to this, he prescribes poison. He tells young men that they should embrace materialism, pornography, exploitation of women, and worship of self. And that is so, so destructive. It's extra destructive because he's diagnosed the cultural problem correctly, so he doesn't come off as woke. However, however, I've long suspected this. I've just been waiting for the evidence to bubble to the surface. And so it did in the last 24 hours. Andrew Tate is actually woke. You heard me correctly. Andrew Tate is actually woke, and there's proof of that in a tweet that, this is, this is what's called a subtweet. For those of you who aren't super embedded in the Twitter culture, although I know most of us are, a subtweet is when you tweet about someone without, with, by a vague reference. You don't tag them, you don't say their name, you don't give information, but everybody knows you're talking about them. So Andrew Tate sent a subtweet about me. Andrew Tate tweeted, I think she wants me. My reaction to this tweet, when I saw this, this tweet, hours and hours after, after he tweeted it, someone pointed it out to me, I laughed. I cracked up. This is the funniest thing that I've ever seen. This, Andrew Tate is literally AOC. He has turned himself into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Because you'll remember, journey back just a couple years ago, uh, AOC was on vacation in Florida, maskless, during the COVID lockdowns that she supported in New York. Of course, those lockdowns didn't exist in Florida. So the hypocrite AOC, the politician that wanted to lock you down, ran away to the free state of Florida. And conservatives on Twitter at the time were rightly calling her out for her hypocrisy. They were also noting at the time that her boyfriend was dressed in some kind of hideous man sandals that no man should ever wear, no person should ever wear, let alone a man. And this is what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responded to the criticism that she should not be She should not be locking people down in New York or supporting these lockdowns and herself escaping to Florida where there weren't lockdowns. She said, if Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. And to say that she was ridiculed for this tweet, for this, it's, it's, 
I don't even want to insult high school girls by saying that this is something a high school girl would say. To say that she was ridiculed for accusing every conservative who identified her hypocrisy in running away to a free state when she wanted New York to be locked down, and her response was, well, your criticism must mean that you love me, must mean you want to date me. This was the funniest thing that most of us had ever seen. Well, apparently, Andrew Tate has turned himself into Andrew Ocasio-Tate. Apparently, Andrew Tate is woke. Apparently, Andrew Tate's the new AOC because this is his defense. I make factual observations about what he's preaching to young men and this is his defense. To call him a snowflake would be too much of a cliche. This is, this is why Andrew Tate is dangerous. Andrew Tate is dangerous because he's clever. Andrew Tate is dangerous because he's charismatic. Andrew Tate is dangerous because he is, he is preaching one message that the majority of society refuses to talk about, something that's unpopular, something that's taboo. He identifies that men are feminized in the Western world. And he identifies accurately that this is a very bad thing. This is bad for the individual souls of men. This is bad for families. This is bad for relationships. This is bad for our society as a whole. This is bad for our country. This is bad for the world. Men are supposed to be men. They're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be leaders. They're supposed to beget respect. They're supposed to provide for their families, protect their wives and children, procreate, repopulate the world. They're supposed to be men. They're not supposed to be women. And Andrew Tate's dangerous because he draws in young men by empathizing with their grievances, empathizing with their reality. You don't even have to be politically active. A young man doesn't have to be politically active to feel this assault. And it became even more prominent during the Me Too movement when young men were told that they're basically rapists if they're not trained out of it. And then if a woman makes a false allegation against them, then her allegation is equal to his conviction. This is a terrifying reality for young men to exist in. Yet, this is what young men face. So Andrew Tate comes along, tells them, you know what, society is wrong. You don't deserve to be treated like that. You be the man that you can be. And who wouldn't turn to him? Who wouldn't turn to him? But let me tell you, he's a fraud. He's so much a fraud that he's actually woke. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so Andrew Tate retweeted a guy who, and I'll just read you this tweet before we, before we provide any commentary on it. This tweet is from a man named Soleimane Ahmad, and it says, Andrew Tate attacked, you can travel the world adopt certain ideologies or identify with different groups. But ultimately, at the end of the day, they will recognize that you are not white. In Tate's case, he's both black and a Muslim. For them, it doesn't matter if his mother was white. 
along with jealousy and a fear of losing their position amongst their own ideological circles, this is the reason behind the targeted attack. This is not simply a fan of Andrew Tate who tweeted this. This is not something that just emanated from the bowels of Twitter. This is something that Andrew Tate retweeted, which means when you retweet something, it's not always an endorsement, but generally you retweet something either because you're going to add commentary to it to contradict it, or because you want to amplify the message because you find it interesting or intriguing, or you believe what was said in the tweet is true. The latter is certainly the case when it comes to this tweet and Andrew Tate's retweet. So what does this mean? This means that Andrew Tate is regurgitating just outright woke talking points. So suddenly he's the victim based on his skin color, his heritage, and his religion. This is the the wokest, most leftist narrative that I can possibly imagine. Andrew Tate's woke. He's a fraud. He's pretending to be a G or whatever it is he calls himself. He's pretending to be red pilled. He's pretending to fight against to fight against the powers that be. But is he? Is he really? Or is he actually propagating the destruction that they're propagating, just in a different way? All the Tate Bros that are watching this should take stock of this. If if you're an honest person and you want to be an independent thinker, you should give this some consideration. Is Andrew Tate being honest with you, or were you lured in? by some truth that he told and then sold a package of poison. Do you think pornography is good for you? Do you think that makes you more of a man or do you think that weakens you? Damages relationships, damages your family, hurts women. Do you think materialism is fulfilling? Material items are just inanimate objects. You can't take them with you. Exploitation of women, that's the opposite of masculinity, the opposite of being a man. You are not a man if you exploit women and worship of self, let me tell you something. In two generations, nobody will remember your name. And I don't say that to make you feel less special or less unique. You're a child of God. God always knows your name. But history is fleeting. We're vapor. We're dust. Worship of self means nothing. Well, what means something is eternity. And if you worship yourself instead of God, then let me tell you, you're risking eternity. Andrew Tate doesn't tell you this stuff when he sells you this poisonous package. You shouldn't be falling for it. And if you find yourself unable to ask him these questions or examine these questions for yourself, then perhaps you're engaging in hero worship. Perhaps you are engaging in almost cult-like behavior following him. And maybe it's not easy to hear, but that's, that's the fact of the matter. This kind of comment, this... Andrew Ocasio-Tate turning himself into basically woke AOC. This is exactly the kind of degrading comment that I expect from Andrew Tate because this is what he's built his fame on, his wealth. He admits he built his wealth on his pornography business, on his webcam girl business. That's how he got rich. That's how he built up influence, exploiting women. He degrades them. He turns them into just sexual objects and not properly ordered sexual objects, but he, he... exploits them and degrades them. So of course this is the kind of comment that he would that he would make. It's also a distraction technique. Andrew Tate thinks that his fans are gullible. He thinks that his following is too stupid to notice that what he's doing is engaging in a distraction technique hoping that all of his Tate bros will come after me with this same talking point which has largely happened. 
I can tell you that my Twitter mentions are full of Tate bros repeating what Andrew Tate said in that tweet. So maybe Andrew Tate's right. Maybe his fan base is gullible. Maybe they don't realize that he's saying this so that you don't notice that he's dodging the factual observations that I made about what he's offering young men. That he's pushing young men towards destruction via materialism, pornography, exploitation of women, and worship of self. If you truly believe that Andrew Tate is the top G or whatever he calls himself, ask him about those four things. Ask him that question. See if he'll answer or see if he dodges and just pretends that he's the victim and cloaks himself in wokeness to try to avoid telling you the truth. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Jason Aldean is one of my favorite country singers. He's all of our favorite, one of all of our favorite country singers. He's extremely popular, extremely famous, and he's embroiled in a pseudo controversy. He released a song back in May called Try That in a Small Town. Again, critical to note that this song was not released today. It was not released yesterday. It was not released this week. It was released back in May. No one had any problem with it when it was released back in May. But this week, Jason Aldean released a music video attached to this song, and suddenly the left is like, their heads are exploding. People on social media are accusing Jason Aldean of, uh, they're calling this song pro-lynching. Someone on social media said that this was a modern lynching song. The outrage from the left was so extreme that the country music television channel, CMT, actually pulled it. They stopped airing this music video. It's a pretty big deal. They don't usually do stuff like that. So these are the lyrics that are supposedly so controversial. I'm going to read them to you before we look at the video. This is what Jason Aldean sings. He says, cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think you're tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. That's what's supposed to be so controversial. (laughs) But you thought wow, there's going to be something edgy in there. Maybe some profanity, maybe some names. No, 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 no. That was literally it. That's the extent of the lyrics to this song. This is a little clip of the video. Now, the video shows some of the scenes that we have seen in our country from the last couple of years, since maybe 2020. Some of the riots, the attacks on police, that is the backdrop of this video. You can take a a, a look at what this looks like. You can see some carjacking happening, crime, someone robbing a convenience store. These images are overlaid. You can see cops under attack from what looks like smoke grenades. Antifa shouting in the face of cops. 
burning the American flag. This is the, the images that unfortunately are burned in all of our minds. We've seen all of these so repeatedly since the Black Lives Matter riots of 2020. We saw these actually even before the Black Lives Matter riots, we saw Antifa behaving like that prior to, prior even to the big Black Lives Matter riots, burning in the background, vandalism on stores. I mean, these are images you can't really forget. It's all, almost all of these images I'm familiar with, which means you're familiar with. We've seen these so many times. I think that's enough. We get the idea of what this is. We don't have to play the whole song here. But you can see that these lyrics are set against uh, a backdrop of just what's happening in our culture. This is, this is, I don't know why the left is so mad about this song, because this is what the left, this is behavior the left has endorsed over the past couple of years. They have told us that these Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter riots, these really destructive billion dollar riots were some kind of justice, were some kind of racial justice. They told us that they weren't ashamed of this. This wasn't something that they said, oh no, a few fringe people in our party did this, did this violence, committed this violence, and we disavow that, we don't stand for it. No, they do stand for this. This is, this is their, their political tactic of choice right now, and it's incredibly telling. It's incredibly telling. There's a woman named Shannon Watts. She is uh, the woman in charge of Moms Demand Action, that anti-gun group. It's a subgroup of Every Town for Gun Safety. It's one of the most prominent. They call themselves gun control. I would call them anti-gun groups in the country. And this is what she tweeted. This, this, is, this is important to the narrative of this story. She said, she posted a headline that said, uh, CMT, the country music television, pulls Jason Aldean's controversial Try That in a Small Town video. And she posted and said, proud to have had a hand and getting CMT to reject this racist and violent song. Now that's a pretty serious allegation, racist and violent song. It is, the violence in it was committed by leftists, which is the irony here. But Shannon Watts is admitting that this was a concerted leftist effort against Jason Aldean. And this is what Jason Aldean posted in response. This has become such a thing. This was trending top on, if you go to Google, you can see what the top searches in the world are. And Jason Aldean is the top search in the United States of America. People all over the country, are interested in watching, watching horrified, if you're like me, what's happening to Jason Aldean, they're trying to cancel him. But this is what he said in response. In the past 24 hours, I have been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that's been out since May, and was subject to the comparison that I, direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There's not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news coverage. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As many pointed out, I was present at Route 91 where so many lost their lives. And our community, he lives in Nashville, recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart. Try that in a small town for me, he writes, refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up, where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief, because they were our neighbors, and that was above any differences. My political views have never been something I've hidden from, and I know that a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy, where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us up at night, but the desire for it to, that's what this song is about. That response that Jason Aldean posted on Twitter has been viewed by, it's been viewed 18 and a half million times. 18 and a half million times. That's a lot of people. That's a lot, a lot of people. This whole situation though is incredibly telling because the song ultimately is about two things. The song is about 
the riots that have torn us apart in the last three or four years, and it's about accountability. And accountability is different when you are um, in a small town versus when you're in a big city. There's, there's a difference in a small town circumstance where everyone knows everyone else. You wouldn't get away with vandalizing a local business in a small town because somebody's mom's gonna know you. You went to high school with that person. That you're going to be known. And when you're known, when your face is known, when your name is known, when your family's known, when your identity is known, you don't get away with what you can get away when you're anonymous in a big city. So but I know Jason Aldean talks about how people interpret art. He references how people interpret art, that art is not always about what the artist intended, but how the viewer, or in this case, the listener, might might view the art. That's true. It's 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 a it's an interesting kind of mind bendy thing about art that it's not it's not like the Constitution where we're looking for we're trying to identify exactly what the founders were thinking when they wrote. We want to get inside their heads. We want to know exactly what they meant so that we can enact the Constitution in our nation to the best of its original intentions. That's not always true with art. Art is different than law. Art is sometimes it has a more subjective interpretation versus an objective inter- interpretation. But there's a certain point, as Jason Aldean noted, when it becomes ridiculous. Because when, when, when someone is redefining a word to mean the opposite of what the artist intended, and then using that redefinition to accuse the artist of writing a pro-lynching song, of being a racist, of promoting violence, then that subjective interpretation of art just becomes delusion or becomes a, a hideous political attack. That's what's happening here because the left endorses what was happening in that video. That's the left's choice of political weapon right now. They are on, they're, they're a revolutionary, there's a revolutionary ideology that has taken root in the left that believes that instead of using the democratic process, that you should use what's essentially domestic terrorism, that you should break the, the uh, system of law and order that we have, this sort of social construct where you don't violate someone else's property or their person when you have a grievance with them, you use either the court of law or or social institutions in order to try to rectify the wrongdoing. But the left doesn't believe in that anymore. The left, and I suppose this isn't new. There have been attacks on police. There have been radical revolutionary groups in our country for, I mean, you can trace that all the way back to the 1960s, right? The, the Black Panthers and those types, the Weather Underground, different radical revolutionary groups. But it is true that this radical revolutionary mindset went dormant for a little while. You didn't really hear about it a lot in the 1990s, for example, or in the early 2000s, but all of a sudden it's made a resurgence. And what Jason Aldean's video does is exposes that. He doesn't expose it overtly. He's not not making a, a, a blatant political statement pointing a finger at Democrats and saying, oh, you're acting just like the Weather Underground and the violent Black Panthers. But he is, with his art, showing that the anonymity that you would find in big cities that allows this kind of lawbreaking, this rioting, this vandalism, this arson, this atta- these attacks on police officers, that would never fly in a small town because in a small town, people know you. And if you know someone, you hold them accountable for wrongdoing. It's actually an argument, it's the same sort of argument that our entire country was structured on. It's a, it's a federalist type argument. That's why states and localities were intended to make laws that suited their communities, more so than the federal government who was so far removed. Because we have inherently this understanding that human beings operate best when they're in smaller groups where there's a community. It's a community. And that's what Jason Aldean's talking about. And yet, what is he facing? He's facing accusations that he's he's pro-lynching, 
these pro-lynching, here's what I will say. This was a long time coming, this attack on Jason Aldean. It's not a coincidence that they're going after him for this song. It's not even entirely about the song. Sure, the song exposes the left's radical revolutionary ideology, this very violent ideology, but it's also because Jason Aldean's wife, Brittany Aldean, is very outspoken. Uh, she's anti-grooming, as we all should be, but she's very outspoken about the fact that we shouldn't be transing kids. The left has had it out for her since she started speaking out. In fact, I believe it was Jason Aldean's publicist that dropped him over his wife's comments about not indoctrinating children with queer theory. The left has just been waiting for a moment to pounce, and apparently this, this is their moment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, so a new study is out on marijuana. You know I've talked about marijuana a lot. I will not stop talking about marijuana, even though you guys are going to blow up my Twitter mentions after I talk about this. This new study finds that if you smoke pot, that you are three times as likely to develop peripheral artery disease than if you don't smoke pot. So what is peripheral artery disease? That's a, that's a big medical name. Peripheral artery disease is when your arteries get clogged and get smaller and smaller. It is exactly what you think it is. And what does it lead to? It leads to stroke, it leads to heart attack, and it leads to death. That's pretty serious. If you smoke, if you smoke a joint, you are three times as likely to get a disease that leads to stroke, heart attack, and death. And it's not just it might lead to stroke, heart attack, and death. It leads to stroke, heart attack, and death. In addition, of course, to the studies that we've discussed before that show that marijuana is highly correlated to schizophrenia, especially in young men, that it's correlated to psychosis, and that it's correlated to violence, even homicide. These are the, these are the facts. These are the studies. You can sit there and say, hey, I just use this for my mental health. I just use this to chill. It's helped me with this, that, or the next thing. It's medicinal. You can say that all you want. What you're doing is repeating the propaganda that the marijuana industry has seeded into our country. It's not true. It's not true. And even if it were true, even if it was, tr even if it's true that you smoke a joint and you feel chill for like five minutes, is it worth it? Is it worth this correlation that you are so much more likely, four times as likely to get schizophrenia, that you're that you're more likely to develop psychosis and to commit horrendous violence? Is it worth being three times as likely to develop peripheral artery disease, which leads to stroke, heart attack, and death? I don't know, that would be a pretty weird calculation if you had all that data and you were like, no, no, I still like feeling chill enough to do all that. That's a pretty bad life calculation. Pretty bad life calculation based on the science, based on the science. I know you guys are gonna blow up my email, you're gonna blow up my mentions. A lot of you are gonna say, listen, I smoked pot in high school, in college, I do it once in a while, it's not that big of a deal. Well, let me tell you something. 
For the older folks listening, the pot of your youth is not the marijuana of today. It's completely different, completely different. It has the same name, it's not the same drug, not at all. So perhaps that was true in your youth. It's not true anymore. The studies show what I mentioned, that marijuana usage is linked to peripheral artery disease, heart, stroke, or heart attack, stroke, and death, psychosis, schizophrenia, and violence. That's simply the facts of the matter. You can look at the studies yourself, and I encourage you to do so. I will post them at lizwheeler.com, and you can go, and you can take a look, and you can read them for yourself. But I can't imagine anyone who would want that stuff to happen just for a little a little chill feeling. There's also that feeling of paranoia that you get when you smoke. You know what that paranoia is? It leads to the psychosis. This is the scary thing about smoking marijuana is these effects that I'm talking about, this, this psychotic break or the violence or the schizophrenia or the peripheral artery disease, it doesn't always happen immediately. Sometimes there's a delayed effect. So maybe you're in your 20s right now and you smoked it in high school. I hope you don't suffer the bad effects from it, but it can take up to five, six, seven years for these things to show up. Do not do something stupid to wreck up your life. It's also, by the way, a very unattractive habit. And I say this as, I say this in all generosity to men. You know, I'm not a man hater. You know, I, I, I um, admire and respect traditional masculinity. I want men to be men. I want them to be protective. I want them to provide. I want them to procreate. I want them to be the men that God created them to be. But let me tell you some unattractive habits that men engage in. Probably the most unattractive habit for a man is to smoke marijuana. If I meet someone and he smokes marijuana, my reaction, and I'm not alone here, you can ask the women in your life, my reaction is, I don't know if that's the reaction that you want to be having from women. The second most unattractive habit is playing violent video games. I know, you love them. I know, you play them all the time. I know, you think they're not harmful. We'll have a conversation about whether they're harmful on another day. Super unattractive to women when men play, especially those first-person shooter games. Not cute, not attractive, not what you want in a man, not what a woman wants in a man. The third most unattractive habit, and this is not actually in order of importance, these are just, these are just my bullet point list, is watching pornography. If a man watches pornography, not attractive to women. It's, it's a, a thumbs down from women, men who watch pornography. Maybe you've watched it in the past, maybe you've struggled with it, ditch it. Get rid of it, get help if you're addicted. No woman wants to be with a man who watches pornography. And this is maybe the most controversial of, of the four unattractive habits for men, is being obese. Now, I chose this word obese very carefully. I did not choose overweight. I did not choose fat. I chose obese because there is a difference between struggling with your weight or you know, losing track of time and not staying in as good a, a, a fitness as you want it to be versus allowing yourself to become obese. You're probably a cool dude. You're probably a cool dude if you do all of these four things. If you smoke marijuana, play violent video games, watch pornography, or if you're obese, but we'll never know if you're a cool dude if you do these four things because we're probably not gonna wanna hang out with you if you are. Again, I don't mean this with any kind of animosity towards men. I say this as my gift to you. My gift to you, I want you to be successful. I want you to be your best version of yourself and these four habits aren't gonna get you there. They aren't going to get you there. Here are actually, um, if you want my opinion as a woman, if you want to know what women actually want to see in men, this is gonna sound really cliche, but it also should be encouraging to you because it's not that difficult to be attractive to men. The habits that are the most, or to be (laughs) attractive to women, I don't know if you wanna be attractive to men or not. The, The habits that make men the most attractive to women are actually very simple. Read. Think independently based on your reading. Go to church, be a godly man, 
I know these sound cliche, but this is what women actually want. Ask any woman in your life, work out, maybe even work out with your girlfriend or with your wife, serve others, don't focus on yourself, but focus on others and laugh a lot. Enjoy life, don't take serious things seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. It really is as simple as that to be attractive to women. So all of these, all of these things that I say, like, oh, these are unattractive habits, it's actually probably easier to be attractive to women if you just do these, these few basic things. All right, on that note, make sure you pre-order your copy of my new book, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids. You can go to hideyourchildrenbook.com to get your copy in your mailbox in just a few weeks. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.